Welcome to the Hook and Ladder Podcast, Week 7 Picks. Justin Santu, Colin O'Donnell, and for the first time, I think, all season, we both went above 500 in the week. Is that correct? It's not the first time, is it, it is really? The- <laughs> Yeah, a couple of weeks where you went above 500 and I was at 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. You you've pretty much been 500 throughout. I've had uh, yeah two weekends and above and a couple weekends way below. Yeah, it's been um been an adventure for you. You've been a lot more roller coastery. I've been even even keel, steady Eddie, slowly losing the losing to the juice. Yeah, slowly juicing that. But I'm, I'm trying to come back. I had a good week last week, six and three, at least on the pod. It wasn't all that great in real life. Story of my fucking life. Um, and that's that. Uh, I mean, Notre Dame lost to Louisville. It was a tough game. Yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with that shit. What about <laughs> Rutgers losing to Wisconsin? Rutgers that lost to Wisconsin. That, that was early in the day. That was rough. Uh, I'm just going through our bets. I'm just going through our bets. Ohio State, Man. great, great cover, great cover, great call out of you. Who? Um, out of you, Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State. That was a sweat. That was actually a big time. Sweat. I didn't even. So I was broadcasting Drew. I had no idea what was going on. I just saw, like, I checked the score and saw they were up 17 with the ball in scoring position with like three minutes left. And I was like, oh, they better score. I didn't realize they were down 17 to 10 at one point in the third oh, quarter. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a shit show. You know, that was the first warning sign of Notre Dame Louisville watching Ohio State struggle with Maryland. You think Maryland's legit? I don't, I think they're, they're okay. I like, I mean, I, I think Talia's good, and I think they've got some receivers. They get the ball out so quickly. It, their line is, like, not really a problem. But I, I do – Michigan's going to run all over them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Illinois this week. That's a, an interesting little, little spot there. Cal, Cal? Did you end up betting on Illinois on Friday? No, no. Did you? Uh, I I I might have taken them live, like plus seven. I took them live. Ah. <laughs> I took them live plus seven. Damn. <laughs> and it didn't cash. I didn't. It was not on Oklahoma State Friday night. Um. That was it, right? What, did we hit something Thursday night? Um. I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, UCLA was a good look. Uh, Oklahoma played. Well. I mean, I, I don't really know what to make of Oklahoma. I, I don't think they're all that special. They're, they're, I I think they're fraudulent. I I I don't believe in Oklahoma. I mean, this was a it was a good look by you to have that bet. Um, they off of a blowout loss last year. They clearly circled it. But I mean, I I don't know. They just don't <laughs> seem that good to me. They they almost lost. They should have lost that game. Really. Um, That's what everybody's saying. It just doesn't – I think they're fine. But watching – they're struggling against Cincinnati. They struggled against SMU. It just doesn't – their offense doesn't seem all that great. And their defense has definitely improved, but I wouldn't say it's a dominant defense. Last game I want to talk about um, from last week, <laughs> Georgia Tech beats Miami on one of the – I mean – you had Georgia Tech pegged, and they—I mean—they definitely deserve to to cover, and maybe even deserve to win. I don't know if they but... deserve to win, but we'll we'll take it. That was maybe the most egregious coaching decision of all time. Of all time, I would lose my mind if I was if Notre Dame's in that situation, Colin, and they are—they have 
college football playoff aspirations. And Freeman pulls some shit like that, and your season effectively ends because you gave a game away that you should have won. Literally had won. It, the game is over. You win the game. You take two snaps. You sit on the ball twice. The game's over. You win the game. <laughs> it turned into a loss. Like what is like what is going through your mind? Like when that happens, like I'd I can't. Break, I'd probably break something. I, I don't understand how he still has a job. Like, well, I mean, he has a job because Miami's the best Miami's been in the past decade. Yeah, but. I don't, I mean, you can't, he, he literally gave a game away. Like, how do you give games away like that? I don't understand that. It, apparently he never kneels. It just had never been in a situation where. I don't know that for a second. How a do you kneel? Game? But I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. How can you never kneel? What, what is, what, what is that? Is that like some, like we play to the finish? Like, yeah, you fucking idiot. When you, when <laughs> you play to the finish until it's over, it's over if you kneel. Unless Shiano's going to go in there and fucking take out their knees while they're kneeling. Well, he's only done that at the pro level. Actually, he's done it a couple times at the college level. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. People, people overreact. You play, you play the whistle. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that at least you're trying to win the game. Yeah, this I just can't even. I like don't even. I couldn't even believe it when it happened. I saw something that their running back was at 99 yards. Oh, and they wanted to get him to a hundred. He was down, by the way. Like, I mean, at the like, also, like, have you seen like the um the replays? Like, I, I thought he was down. I you don't know. I, don't know. I, would, I also why I, is I, couldn't, I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch any more football after. Yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, I was I was laying in my bed, like sweating a four leg parlay that I had, but I couldn't watch any of it. I was just refreshing on DraftKings. What do you think of Notre Dame? You think Louisville's legit? No, no, Louisville not played really. really well. They played well. Notre They're Dame. good. I mean, Notre Dame's defense played well enough to to win that game. The offense was was atrocious. I don't know what happened to the offensive line. I guess Corral yeah. was hurt, but the entire offensive line was a fucking wreck. I saw Alt got abused. Alt a couple got times. fucking pancakes. Yeah. Which I, has never happened. He, I don't think he had let up a pressure until that game. Uh, I think I think it's just a bad scheduling situation for Notre Dame. Schedule. I, I mean, the coaching, the the going for it on fourth and thirteen on your thirty yard line. Yeah, it was down ten. I think it's just a, a product of, of playing a tough schedule, like Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, and then you got USC this week. It's just it's just a brutal stretch. You know, I mean, brutal stretch, but the offense of play calling has been anemic. I mean, like they should yep. be able to run on Louisville Duke. I think they should have been able to run on also, but it's somewhat understandable. Louisville is not a, they're not a particularly physical team. Like they've got good pass rushers. Yeah. They're they've quick. got some decent guys in the, in the secondary, but they're not, it's not a team that you, if you're a dominant offensive line team, which is Notre Dame's MO, yeah. you should be able to run on them. Yeah. And they could not run. Their wide receivers were still banged up. I mean, you can blame some of it on injury because, right, two wide receivers out for Duke, come back for this game, still banged up. Uh, offensive line, rotating guys in yeah. fucking on the road. I guess I, I saw today Zeke Carell was hurt, which I, makes some sense. But then also they're pulling these guys every fucking play. They, they, they like just fucking run it down their throat. 
at least try to. You don't need to pull the guards every play. It's it's so obvious they don't run any motion. The, they don't. The offensive they, play calling is they definitely. Don't. You're right. They don't run any motion. There's no creativity in the offense. No, None. I mean it, it, it's it's pretty clear they miss Tommy Reese. And like Hartman, here's the thing about Hartman, he's he's talented. And I think he's mobile too. Like I think he can he can move, and they should let him do a little more creative things. At least that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean he's somewhat he, he's somewhat mobile. He, he's definitely not a statue, but but I, I I put it on the play calling more than anything, which is concerning. Hopefully, they'll figure it out or they'll get a new offensive coordinator. But it, it it's tough when. Reese just leaves. Yeah. Like middle of the offseason. Yeah. All right. Let's get into uh the week seven slate. I went six and three. Colin, you went four and three. Contentious plays went two and two. T box is Damn. mine. If the consensus plays that couldn't even couldn't even cash a W. Consensus plays couldn't cash a W. Consensus plays not not too great this year. This has been a rough year, but we're only halfway through. You know, Plenty of time to come back. Yeah, there's a the, the glass is half full. You know what I mean? And in half empty. We're halfway there. It's half full. Uh wow, Stanford is plus 12 and a half. Okay. I will start on um I mean I can't start tonight. My favorite play is tonight. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Sorry, don't tell him the favorite play now. So if it's uh, wrong, he, he... hey, you're right. You're right. It's it's my favorite play is on tonight's game. What side? It's the side the cash. You'll find out tomorrow <laughs> when it's over. Uh, all right. I will go to. Well, I got a lot of plays. I'm just gonna start spitting them all out. I don't really care. I'm taking Stanford. I'll take him at plus twelve and a half. I bet him at eleven and a half. Um, Ashton Daniels. I expect to be back. I think I read that he's playing. Yeah. Um, Stanford's played really well when he's been around. Like they've looked like a, a competent team. They almost beat Arizona. I have no faith in Colorado. They escaped Arizona State by the skin of their teeth. And Stanford's coming off a bye, I believe. And I just I got I got no feeling that Colorado is like anything legit. So I'm taking Stanford plus the points. And and nobody wants to take Stanford here, but I think Stanford can win this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I haven't listened to the cover three yet, so I, I got a feeling they might be there because they're Canell is 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 the anti Dion. Uh, he's Dion's number one hater, so <laughs> I feel like they might be there. But I I haven't heard anybody else take Stanford yet. Uh, Ashton Daniels back, as you said, they looked good against Oregon. I granted it was one drive, but they looked good while he was in there. I felt confident about my bet. He goes down. They got smacked by USC when he was down. They lost to Sacramento State when he was out. They, almost beat um they almost beat Arizona when he was playing and they uh beat Hawaii when he was playing. So I think it's a pretty stark difference. Um I I think they're gonna I, I think I think you're right. I think they're live. I I, I like them a lot off the bye. Air, air, like Colorado just back to back to back games. Like how long how much more can you get hyped up for? And this is a game on a Friday on a short short week against a team off a bye and this is probably one of the only games that stanford has been looking at as like this is a game we can get a w this year yeah yeah i'm with you i wonder what the look ahead line was preseason probably was only like four yeah it's probably really small maybe you pick them uh, all right consensus play on stanford yep 
This is yeah. the first week consensus plays are going to have a positive week this week. From your your lips to God's ears. Yeah. Um, my, I guess, first play, second play, however you say it, um, is going to be – I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to lay the four and a half at home against Iowa State. Another team – off of by Cincinnati lost to BYU on a Friday. So even longer time to get healthy. Iowa state off of a big win back-to-back wins. They beat in actually, I guess they lost Oklahoma in between that, but they beat Oklahoma state lost Oklahoma. And then they beat TCU. I think they're three and three feeling pretty good. Uh, Matt Campbell after getting told he was on the hot seat at Ohio is probably feeling pretty good about himself. They've got an offense. They're looking decent. Um, I think Cincinnati is just better than them. There's still a lot of problems with the uh, Iowa State team. Their defense, I don't think, is anything special. Their offense is solid, but this is a good this is a good Cincinnati defense. They held Oklahoma in check. They held BYU in check outside of explosive plays, and Iowa State is not particularly explosive, so I don't think that would be as much of an issue. And um, I think this is a game they're looking at as they have to have. You're off of a bye at home in Nippert against a fellow middling Big 12 team. This is a game you've got to win. You've got to cover it. Um, so I'll lay, I'll lay the four and a half. Uh, I'm there too. Another consensus play. I'm with you. I think Cincinnati's uh, laying four and a half for a reason. Iowa State off a huge win under the lights. I think they feel like they're starting to come around as a program after the the turmoil offseason. Um, I've seen some advanced analytics that say that Cincinnati's been a lot better than their record. Um, that they've actually controlled. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've seen that. I like. I feel like it's hard to take. I, I you got to take those advanced analytics with a grain of salt, in my opinion, because it's yeah, like the BYU game. They looked really good for the majority of that game but when their one bad play is a 75 yard touchdown like that's that shouldn't be weighted the same as getting a stop on a first and 10 run you know and a pick six as a bad play versus an incomplete pass they're not equal so if they can clean up some mistakes yes but I think Emory Jones is kind of a um he's kind of a turnover prone quarterback and Satterfield's kind of a middling coach but they I mean they are they they do have the talent, I guess, if you're looking at the advanced analytics, that they can hang with teams and they could blow out a team if they play really well. Yeah, I, and I don't think we've seen that from them. I don't think we've seen them play really well, but I, I think we've seen like good things. And the last time we saw them was the the BYU game where I, I don't know. I feel like every time I turned that game on, Cincinnati had the football. You know, I know they didn't they didn't win the game, but I felt like they were driving. I you know. I, don't I mean, think... it was, BYU scored on like they 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 scored quick, and yeah. then Cincinnati would drive down the field, and they couldn't score. And I mean, that was the same thing that happened against Oklahoma. I think they might have outgained Oklahoma at home, but they couldn't score. They couldn't put it in. But um, well, hopefully the bye week they can figure yeah, some. I think of that bye stuff week out. gives you some time to to figure some shit out. And in my opinion, Iowa State is not nearly as good as BYU and as um, Oklahoma. All right, consensus play on Cincinnati minus four and a half. I don't think we're going to keep the consensus plays going because I'm going back to Friday night and I'm taking Utah State plus four and a half. Um, 
Utah State, pretty interesting little schedule. They're three and three. They were down 17 nothing in Colorado at home against Colorado State on Saturday. Came all the way back and blew them out. Then I start looking at what Utah State's done. They had a close loss at Iowa where they covered. They lost at Air Force. Air Force is really, really good. I mean, Air Force is laying 10 at home against Wyoming. People are talking about Air Force as like a potential um, New Year's Six Bowl team um, if they're able to win the Mountain West. They went on the road. They won at UConn. Like, I know UConn sucks, but I don't know. You go on the road all the way across the country, lose by one, beat UConn. I mean, I, I don't think UConn's anything special, but you go on the road and you win a game. That's important. They lost James Madison by seven. James Madison, obviously, the class of the Sun Belt. Now they're home against Fresno State, and Fresno State's going to be starting their backup quarterback, Logan Fife, because Mike Keene's hurt. I think Keene is a difference maker for them. I think he is outstanding, and I think that he is a it is a significant drop-off to not have him. It's a second of a back-to-back for Fresno State. Back-to-back, really tough game, short week, right? You played on a Saturday night at Wyoming. Now you got to go to another tough place to play in Logan, Utah, on a Friday night. That's a Utah State team that's 3-3, three and three, and when they're starting quarterback, Legas, Legas, Leg- Leg- I don't know how to pronounce his name, but when he's played, they're 3-1, and one. and that's all that really matters to me. Um, I think they're playing with some swag. I think they're a good team at home. It's a tough place to play. I'm going to take Utah State plus four and a half late night, Friday night. I don't hate it. I do not hate it. Uh, is Keen confirmed out? He's out. Also, did you have eyes on that uh, Fresno State Wyoming game? I watched almost all of it. Would you say they would have won if Keen stayed healthy or? Mm, it would have been really close. It would have been really close. I was wondering that. Um, okay. I'm not there yet, but I, I like the look. I've definitely been thinking about it. I I wanted to look at the quarterback injury news more. Yeah, I, I don't think um I don't think Wyoming's all that good. You know, I think I, I, think... I, I also don't think I think that's why that line was kind of it was a little suspect last last week and I I thought it was like the fact that Fresno was laying six at Wyoming. Yeah. And then um, after they had already beaten Texas Tech as what, a 14 and a half point dog? Yep. That's a little, it tells you a little bit about what the market views Wyoming as. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, you know, Wyoming's getting 10 and a half on the road at Air Force this week. Yeah, is that I, another one of your uh No, 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 it's not. I'm not I'm not on Air Force. Um I don't have I don't I can't I can't bring myself to do it, but like I I, I was looking Everybody's at Everybody's going to be on Wyoming. I know. I know. It's it's on the radar, but I sometimes have to. They they're bait they're baiting you with that. They are. Sometimes it's just too many points and like I don't I don't know. That's so many points. Like I don't can Air Force like, I, Yeah, low I low total low total game. Yeah, it's tough. That that is tough with a triple option team. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hard to lay that many points. Yeah, I'm I'm not. If I do it, it won't be. You won't hear it on the pod. Um. All right, where are you going? What's your next play? Okay. Uh, next play for me. I'm gonna go to the Big Twelve, and I doubt this will be consensus, but I'm going to lay two and a half now with Kansas at Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State off of a great win on Friday, off the bye. They beat Kansas State, feeling really good. Kansas, um, after getting smacked by Texas, came back home and blew out UCF. 
being started, being uh, it's going to start again here. It's not going to be a surprise. I'm betting on this with Bean as the starter, even though you know my thoughts. Daniels is better. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he has an injury. Maybe he's trying to redshirt and transfer. Do not know what's going on. But I think having a week to prepare is is massive. I think having a game, two games now where he started is really big. And the biggest reason why I like this is because even with Bean, they're going to focus, even without Daniels, the, the best part of this Kansas offense is going to be the rushing attack. And when you look at Oklahoma State, they really struggled with stopping the ground game. That Southern Alabama ran all over them. Kansas State really couldn't run. Um, they, they've been relying on Will Howard throwing the ball, and Oklahoma State had, I think they picked him off twice in that game. Uh, and that led to the outright win. I think now they're going to come, going to be all excited. Everybody's back here. I don't think this team really changed that much. I think they just had a bye. Gundy's a good coach, and they beat a um, solid Big 12 team at home. Kansas, I think, is a little better. They're going to come in ready, and I just struggle to see how this Oklahoma State defense is going to stop the Kansas rushing attack. So I'll lay it. Yeah, I, um, I've i got nothing on this game. Like, I see the idea, though. Like, I mean, what's intriguing to me, right, is Kansas State was laying what at Oklahoma State last week? 11 and a half, 12, 12. right? Something like that. And I just, you can't, there's no world where you can convince me that K-State would be laying 10 against Kansas on a neutral site or nine and a half, 10. Like, it just wouldn't wouldn't be the case. So like this feels like a huge market overreaction to Oklahoma State having a big win in a hype spot on a Friday night, you know. So I'm off of a bye. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm out on it. Um, but I yeah, that's a good point. I'm out, but I see I see why you like Kansas. Um, you're also a Kansas apologist, so it all it all kind of checks out. <laughs> um, all right, nothing for me there. Uh. So many more, so many more. I will go to uh I'll stay in the Big 12. I'm gonna take TCU. Minus, I believe five and a half is the number now. Um against BYU. Five and a half. Yeah. So I think BYU is a little bit fraudulent. Um, I think the the metrics would kind of support that. They had a kind of a lucky win at Arkansas. When they went to Kansas, they kind of got exposed on defense. And Cincinnati really racked up the yards against them, but um, they weren't able to to put the points up. I think TCU coming back home after back-to-back losses, right? They lost to Oklahoma. They lost to um, West Virginia and then Iowa State. Now they're coming back home three and three. I think they're explosive on offense. I've seen them play well. You got a chance to get a pretty big win over BYU and kind of get your season back on track. I think TCU does it. And I don't think BYU is very good defensively. And I think that they're the kind of team that TCU can just kind of out explosive, if that makes sense. So I'm taking the Horned Frogs minus five and a half. Are we fighting? We're not going to fight, but uh, I don't, I don't agree. Add explosive. I, I'd say both teams are pretty explosive. I, I'd say BYU is, is pretty explosive. Explosive. Um, Cincinnati outgained by BYU five hundred to three hundred 
That's what happens when you throw a pick six. No, I get, I get it. I'm not like it's not. I'm just making the point that like this BYU defense is not good. It's not good, and I, I think TCU is going to have well coached. They might be well coached, but I, they, they, you know, they gave up a billion yards to Arkansas and a billion yards to Kansas and a billion yards to Cincinnati. And you know what? If you give up a billion yards to TCU, you're not going to win that game, and TCU might run away from them. Uh, so. I don't know. Is Chandler Morris going to play? Is he questionable? That... I think he got hurt last game. Is that is that at is that at risk? I might have to retract my prior statements. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna play. Josh, it looks like Josh Hoover's playing. That makes me like it even more. The line's gone up since the backup. Josh Hoover's playing. Who even is Josh Hoover? He's going to be a household name by, by the end of the day. I believe it. He's 2.5 <laughs> That can't be real. That can't be real. He's 25? No, 2.5. 2. His QBR is 2.5. That cannot be real, right? I don't know. He can't eat. Oh, no, you bet on him. Not me. This is not good. This is rough. I don't know. I still like it. Basis. Um, This is the analysis you come to the hook and ladder pod for. This is brutal. I I didn't even know Chandler Morris wasn't playing. Um, Well, I don't think Chandler Morris is that good. So he's definitely better than Josh Hoover. I mean, he started over Max Dugan last year, and look what happened when he went out. Yeah. Chandler Morris. Mm. Uh, His numbers are good, though. Chandler Morris does have good numbers this year. All right. Well, that's besides the point. I'm not betting on BYU on the pod, but I like them better than TCU. And this is a team I got a future on. I I like their offense. I think the defense is improved. I think the line's kind of big. I think it's – I think people just haven't been buying into BYU. They were dogs at home to Cincinnati. Yeah. And they were ten and a half on the road against Arkansas. They won both those games outright, and they put up a pretty big fight with Kansas, and that was when Daniels was playing, and they had two defensive touchdowns for Kansas. So I don't know. I like this TCE team. I think they're good. My next bet is going to be let's go to the Pac-12 for probably the game of the week. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm going to take the three and a half with the three Ducks. Three and a half. Wow. Just three and a half, really? On points bet. There's a two and a half, a three, and a three and a half. There's a three and a half. Okay. God bless you. Yeah, so I'm going to take the three and a half with the Ducks. I think Washington is not that good. I mean, I've maintained this throughout the year to to much avail. But have they played anybody good really yet? Maybe Arizona. They didn't cover against Arizona. Uh, Boise State kind of looks abysmal. Um, Michigan State is abysmal. Mm, We'll see about that. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I forgot. 
forgot what sure about that. <laughs> that's that's my bad. That's my bad. I, I forgot about that. Um I'm actually not sure about that. Like, all, rock your shit aside. Like, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that Michigan State is abysmal. Okay. Um, well, I I think the Ducks, what they've done so far, is more impressive. I think that win at Texas Tech, even though they really shouldn't have covered, I still think getting a win there is really good. That's a really tough place to play at night in a hype spot with the quarterback like Shuck. Um, yeah, hyped up for it. it. That's that's a really impressive win in my eyes, and I think you look at this game, and this is the game last year that sunk Oregon's season. Oregon has had a had a very lackluster secondary last year, and that was why we were on Washington on the pod. We were on the money line in the grease parlay. It was a good day last year when Washington traveled to Austin, and now. I think Oregon's going to return the favor and they're going to go into one of the loudest environments in this country in a sold out crowd. And they're going to beat Washington. I think they're, um, I, I like Bo Nix. I like their running game. I think their defense is better along more along. And I, I, I think they've been game planning for this. I think this is, a, I mean, obviously both teams have the circled, but I think this is a game Oregon really wants to get. And I think they're, I think they're a better team all around. They have better talent. The quarterback is pretty similar. I'd say the only real massive discrepancy is the wide receivers for Washington. But I wouldn't say it's that big of a discrepancy. And I I think think Oregon can get it done. So I'm going to take the points. I think it's too much to have a field goal here. Um, Yeah. I uh, I think you're on the right side. I'm not touching it. Um, I got a Washington future that's got a lot of a lot of. There's a lot riding on this game. If you get a you get a, uh, you know a Washington's ticket to win it all, which I do. Um, I don't think there's a. I don't see value on either side. I think um, the spread is correct. I think it's gonna be a great game. Two great teams with a ton to play for. Great rivalry. I mean, this is a great, great college football game. Should be explosive, big-time offense. Um, I guess I hope Oregon covers for you but doesn't win. Give me Washington by three. You know, that'll make me pretty happy. Um, I hope they win. All right. Well, you're going to have a little money line spring, but that's fine. Uh, I'm going to stay in the 330 slate. Go to another big game in the three thirty slate. There are a couple big games in the three thirty slate that I'd like to like to touch on. I still got a bunch in this in this three thirty window. Um, I'm going to go to the SEC. I'm going to take Tennessee minus three against Texas A and M. Might be a minus two and a half out there. A slightly juiced minus two and a half. Uh, yeah, Bet Rivers holding a two and a half. Not that I you know would bet it on Bet Rivers, but I'll take it for the pod. Give me Tennessee minus two and a half. The Vols are off a bye. Texas A&M is off of a uh, loss to Alabama. I think Jimbo circles the Alabama game every year. Um, and it was a game that they probably could have, should have maybe come away with at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, Jimbo they, wasn't a terrible coach. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and now they got to bounce back, go on the road to Tennessee. This Texas A&M team, um, I don't trust them. I just don't trust them. And I think Tennessee is getting better. They haven't had their big win yet this year, but I, I think, you know, 
after getting off to kind of a, a, a rocky start this season, we've started to see them perform better. Like I think Milton's coming around a little bit. This might just be, you don't, you don't agree with that Colin? I think the defense is pretty good, but I, 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 I don't, I don't think Milton's any good. I think their defense is good. Well, I, the last time we saw Tennessee, they were beating South Carolina um, pretty easily, which I think is a, a pretty important win for them. Um, I don't know. I think I think people have kind of soured on Tennessee, but they're still a top 20 team and the place is going to be jumping. And this is a, a really good opportunity for them to. I don't know, just have a big win. And I think they're laying points for a reason. You know, like Alabama was laying three at Texas A&M, then Tennessee's laying three against Texas A&M. And I don't think anybody wants any piece of Tennessee. But I something about this line is is speaking to me. I think off a of bye, they got a chance to they got a chance to get a big win. And I don't think they're overlooking Texas A&M. I think it's a big opportunity. They got to get the five and one here. You know, you can't lose another game. I mean, they've been they're a big good at home. Like they're winning games at home. I don't know Texas A&M. What have they done on the road? They lost to Miami. You know, Miami's not a very well-coached team. I don't know how special this Texas A&M team is either. I mean, Auburn, Arkansas played them tight. Uh, give me Tennessee minus three. Mm, lean the other way. Haven't haven't pulled the trigger yet. I'm a little worried about A&M. Um, and I've been wrong betting. I mean, I made a lot of money when they lost to Florida, but I didn't make money when they – Covered against UVA and when they covered against South Carolina, I don't know. Uh, I, I've got to I've got to look at it more. I think their defense is definitely better uh, with Wegman out. It's definitely a QB downgrade for AM. Definitely, I do agree. The dream crosser um, spot a little bit, but they're still alive in the SEC, so not completely. I don't know. It's 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 an it's an interesting game. The other thing too is uh Miami absolutely took the top off of AM and DJ Durkin isn't a great defensive coordinator. So you could see, I mean, even if he hits one of four deep balls, which is pretty on par for Milton, if they're running wide open, that's still a touchdown. And that's still a if you if you can't guard that, that's still a um that's still going to win you a game. So I'm not there yet, but I lean A&M. Okay. Well, we don't we don't give out leans on this podcast, so. We don't. So <laughs> I'm not betting on it. <laughs> um, all right. I will give out one that's not a lean. 330 slate. I'm going to take the Hokies. Okay. For Tyrod Taylor's start on Sunday night football. Minus one in Blacksburg against Wake Forest. Okay. Uh, I actually I I really like this. I think uh Tech has played a lot better with drones. They covered last week against Florida State. They they actually had that within one possession at one point in the third before they Florida State opened it up a little bit. Uh, Grant Wells, right? My fade shit quarterbacks. <laughs> Grant Wells is benched. We can't even, so we don't have to fade. We don't have to fade him anymore. Um, Wake Forest off of almost beating Clemson last yeah. week. I on think the road, right? Yeah, on the road they they looked pretty good, but their offense still didn't look great. Their defense was really what kept it in it, and that's kind of um, 
I mean, there's some problems with Clemson's offense, obviously. I I I think this is a um this is kind of a letdown spot for Wake Forest, right? Because they've had they've wanted to beat Clemson for so long these past like eight years, and every time they just can't get over the hump, right? They had them, they were ranked, Clemson was unranked in um twenty one, was it? And Clemson just ran all over them with Shipley and Maffa. Then last year, it's in overtime, and DJU pulls out the W. And now this year, in a 21-and-a-half-point game, they lose by five, and they really could have won that game. I, I think they're going to be disappointed. They're going to go onto the road to a Virginia Tech team that's playing better, hasn't got the wins to show for it, but I think they're believing in themselves. And even when Virginia Tech is shit, Lane Stadium is jumping – I think this place is going to be jumping. I think they're going to get a win for Brent Key or Brent Pry, and um, I'll lay, I'll lay, I'll lay a point. And also back to back road for Wake Forest in a really tough environment. So I, I, I think, I think the number's wrong. I really should be at least three. Yes, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if the number is is wrong or anything like that because I mean Wake Forest is three and two and they've got the brand name equity is, you know, being a winning team over the last few years and Virginia Tech kind of doesn't like they've been trash, but I, I think you're right. And I think the fact that honestly, the fact that Virginia Tech is even a pick or favorite in this is like telling me a lot, you know, like they are getting better. I think they can defend. I don't think Wake, I think Wake Forest might be shit. Like I think they might be dog shit. Georgia Tech went into their house and blew them out. None of Wake Forest's wins are all that impressive. Um, I know kick six for Houston. Massive. Yeah. That's the team. So now you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I'm there. I'm right there with you. And I think Virginia Tech's playing better. They've got new belief in the quarterback. I think they got some belief in the coach. I, I really think the the dominant win over Pitt was huge for them as a program. You know, like you can only be an ACC bottom feeder for so long until you like get a win in conference play to start feeling like you're like you're close to turning the corner. And I think that win was a huge deal. And, and I mean, if I'm Virginia Tech, right, I'm looking at my schedule and I'm thinking, man, we got a shot to get to a bowl game. This ACC is not good, but you only get there if you beat Wake Forest. Lane Stadium is going to be a zoo. I don't think Wake Forest is all that special. They're not as ex- explosive as they've been. Their offense is not uh, – it's just not great. And, like, they get so many balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. And this Virginia Tech defense is is probably the strength of the team. And I, I just – I'm right there with you, Kyle. I think I think VT is good luck on Saturday. So I'm I'm gonna take him too. Virginia Tech minus one. Another consensus I'm, play. I'm a, I'm actually surprised that you were you were on this. Why are we why are you surprised about that? I don't know. It just didn't seem like a uh didn't seem like a tube special. Mm. Why? It's a shitty team favorite over um I, I don't know. It didn't feel stinky to me, but maybe I just thought it was Maybe just because I've been looking to, to back tech ever since drones replaced Wells. Mm. Well, consensus play. Virginia Tech minus one. All right, my next play. Uh staying in the 330 slate. Um I'm gonna take Illinois plus 14 against Maryland, man. I Illinois sucks. They don't win ever. They don't cover ever. Maryland's been really good this year, been really impressive and kind of a cover machine. Uh, beating Ohio State in the third quarter. 
this is when Maryland starts to fall apart. This is what we know. This is the Maryland that we know and we love. They play Ohio State tight for a half. They're 5-0. and Everybody loves them. And they come back down to earth. And now, after giving Ohio State all they got on the road, they got to come back home and play this feisty Illinois team that um, I think is a lot better than the record is. They're solid on defense. They've struggled on offense. They've been a little turnover prone. Um, I think is a better coach than Loxley. I think 14 is a ton of points here. I don't think anybody's looking at it like it's a ton of points. I think a lot of team people are just kind of over Illinois and believe that Maryland might be pretty legit. I'm, I'm not really there yet. I think the talent is pretty comparable. Um, so I'm going to take the fighting Illini plus 14 in college park. I think if they can control the game, running the football, they're really good defensively, especially against the pass, which is what Maryland wants to do. I think it's a good matchup for, for Illinois. And I, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see a little, a little stunner in college park, you know, Colin, I've really been trying to, and, and I evaluated this and kind of made this decision on Sunday. I'm curious your thoughts on this. I, Cause I know you like to feel this way. I, I know you sim, you tend to think this way when it comes to college basketball, but after losing money on Minnesota, I kind of came up with the idea. Like I'm, I'm fucking done betting on teams that I don't believe can win, you know, underdogs. That I don't believe can win. I'm not taking these big spreads, hoping that they cover. I'm just not doing that anymore. If I'm going to bet the underdog. I got to believe they can win outright. And I think Illinois can win this game outright in college park. So give me, give me a ILL. I like, I, I like that theory um, to an extent. Um, like I'll, I will take some big underdogs that I don't think can win fucking cover like yeah. Charlotte against um, Florida a couple of weeks ago is an example of that. But yeah. To to an extent, I I think that's a good rule of thumb because then you're at the mercy of the other coach, and if the other coach is James Franklin or Jim Harbaugh, he could be in trouble. Yeah. Um. But. And I I I like it more in basketball just because I feel like the margins are so like it with the fouling, yeah. it's so tough. If you're down four, you could be down ten in a game that was back and forth the entire game and you not cover a nine and a half because of fouling at the end of the game. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Um, but back to this game, I, uh, I don't hate it. I kind of felt happy getting <laughs> sneaking out of cover last week with Ohio state over Maryland. I don't want to really tempt fate again here. Uh, my Illinois big 10 West future is dead. Uh, those fucking bums. I think I'm going to be paying you a hundred dollars as well. You better, you better hope they win this game. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I'm I'm done losing money on Illinois. I I, I don't f- fuck those guys. Also, I mean the strength of their defense is up front, stopping the run. Maryland doesn't really run, so I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, UCLA is probably going to end up with eight though. I'm looking at their schedule. Uh, big game. Big game this week. Yeah, big game this week is right. But even so, they got Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado, Cal all on their schedule. Why did I make that bet with you? <laughs> I don't know. You thought you, you thought they were going to be 6-6. Six and six. I, I don't really know. It's it not a good bet. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I thought they were going to lose to San Diego State on the road. Yeah. Okay. Your next play. 
my next play, I will stick in the Big Ten. Okay. And take on the ugliest game of the day. The ugliest game of it's every not. year. The slow moving Wisconsin Badgers. They're not slow They're moving anymore. Slow moving Iowa Hawkeyes. Not. You ever see that Nature Channel documentary? <laughs> Have you seen that video? No, but I've seen Nature Channel documentaries. So I, I know it. Is there uh, one in particular? It's, it's electric. You got to watch it. Um, I'll send it to you after we finish this. But it's it's basically like they're doing a nature documentary. Mm-hmm. But it's an Iowa-Wisconsin football game. And it's like the slow-moving badger plods up and down the field for a loss of one, a gain of one. And they punt. <laughs> you got you got to see it. I'm not doing it justice, but it's hilarious. Okay. Uh, but look, Wisconsin's getting ten points here. That's way too many in this rivalry game. Uh, it totals like forty four. I think Iowa with Deacon Hill. Yeah, that's a downgrade at quarterback. But their offense fucking sucked anyway. It wasn't like they were doing anything with Cade McNamara. Their defense is the best thing about this team. I think the defense is going to be able to shut, not shut slow. Wisconsin down, and I think they're live, so I'll take the 10. Yeah, I want to fight you here. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but, like, my my instinct is Wisconsin kind of rolls. No, I'm not doing it. Just, There's a nine and a half out there. I know. I know. I've been eyeing it, but I, I haven't gotten there yet. It's on, it's on my short list of, like, potential ads, but it's similar to, like, that Air Force Wyoming game. I just, I don't, I don't feel like you got to have some real conviction to lay a number with Wisconsin in this spot. And I just, I don't have that kind of conviction. Although I think Wisconsin's pretty good. And I don't think I was any good at all. Um, I was good on D you never know. It's a weird big 10 West game. Weird shit happens. Uh, sticking in the sec for me. Um, I'm going to take a, this might surprise you. I don't know. Taking South Carolina minus two. Um, at home against Florida, South Carolina off a bye. Florida destroyed them last year when South Carolina came into that game ranked. Florida absolutely destroyed them, and I think South Carolina, because of the way they operate as a program under Beamer, I think they're going to come out of the bye with all types of wonky shit planned. I think they're going to be well coached and they're going to be ready to go. I think they're explosive. Um, I think the stadium is going to be a zoo. And I mean, you've got a team that is sub 500, two and three in a must win game against a, a four and two Florida team that um, I don't think is all that special at all. And South Carolina is probably laying points in this game for a reason. So give me the Gamecocks. Give me Rattler. Give me Beamer. I, I just I think it's going to be a I just think they're going to roll them like I, I think there's a revenge angle from last year I like that they're coming off a bye you know there's just a lot that I feel is working for me and I you know I, the, the numbers make it feel like it's a really public play but like Florida's got the bye week next and then they've got the their their Georgia game the week after that and I just I don't know I I'm not saying they're going to take South Carolina lightly but I, I I don't think they're taking this game as seriously as they should. And 
I think South Carolina is going to roll them. Like I think they're they're going to roll them. So, give me the Cox. Mm. I want I wanted to be there with you. I don't know. The line's kind of scary. Two and a half, going down to two. Uh, it seems like it's begging you to bet on South Carolina. Off of by. I don't know. I, I got burned with South Carolina at Tennessee. I don't know how good they really are. Uh, like, I, I like Rattler, but the rest of the team's pretty shitty. Their <laughs> offensive line is not great. Yeah. Stay stay away from me. Okay. Game I do like, though, is a game I think uh, you also like. Louisville. It's going on the road to Pitt, and they're laying seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the seven and a half with Pitt. Another fade shit quarterbacks. Principal play is gone as <laughs> Phil Jakovic is now a tight end. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Um, that but... is tough. <laughs> you got to pull one out. It was going to be drafted. Some, some. I mean, he might still get drafted. Some NFL team might take a shot on him. Not on a quarterback, though. <laughs> Dude, imagine if he went to the. He could have left for the draft. Too. He could have went for the draft last year. He could have gone even before that, couldn't he have? Probably. I, everybody, everybody. I mean, shit quarterbacks get drafted all the time, and then I mean, they do have the best coaching in the NFL. So maybe, maybe they could develop him into something. Mm. But he's not developed right now, and he's playing tight end. <laughs> uh, so that means we don't have to fade Pitt anymore, and we can take Louisville, or we can we can take Pitt. We're gonna take the seven and a half Louisville off of a massive win. Mm-hmm. They look pretty good. Pitt off of a bye, right? Mm-hmm. After getting smacked around by Virginia Tech, uh, I think Pitt still has some talent. They're not a great team, but this is this is exactly the type of game Pitt wins. And as we mentioned before, the last time they had the game like this was against UNC. Dracovic got hurt in that game. It's different from having a quarterback knowing he's starting all week than going in have in the middle of a game against a really good team. So I will take this seven and a half. Yep, consensus play. Uh, I like what's what's his name? Vilu. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Voyer? <laughs> Christian Veloix? No, it's it's definitely not Veloix. <laughs> when he played against Rutgers at Penn State, the PA announcer called him Villu. And I heard the announcers on TV a couple weeks ago calling him Voyer. It doesn't really matter. I like that he had a week, a week of practice and had to operate as the full-time starter. Um, coming in off the bye. Great spot for Narduzzi. I could totally see Pitt kind of turning their season around and and making a mess of things in the ACC. Louisville six now off one of the biggest wins in program history. Um, can they run it back and and go on the road to Pitt and win? I mean, they can, but I don't. I don't know if I trust them to. And I don't think this isn't Jeff. Jeff Brom is great. He is great at beating top ten teams. He is also terrible at playing teams that he should beat. This is a tricky, tricky spot for Jeff Brom. Um, and I think Louisville fans are about to – I think the honeymoon is coming to an end. 
So I'm right there with you, dude. The honeymoon isn't coming to an end. Even coming to an end. It's not coming to an end. The yeah. honeymoon is even oh. if they lose this game, there's no the honeymoon is not even close to over. They're dreaming of the playoff. Are they not? They're dreaming of the playoff at Louisville. Are they? Yes. You go six and zero. You beat Notre Dame. You're, you're dreaming of the playoff. Everybody dreams of the playoff. You dream of the playoff every year, and you're a Rutgers fan. You know. Yeah. Well, when you get a big win, not all, not all dreams are realistic. I think Pitt wins this game. So I'm with you. Pitt plus seven and a half. Um, all right. I got some real stink bombs now on this 330 slate. I'm gonna start I, I'm gonna start dropping them on you one by one. How many plays do you have left? Do you have a bunch left or not really? Not really. I've got probably two, but I haven't there's nothing left that I bet. Okay. Then I will I will hold off on my stinkers and I'll run them off in in, in a in a straight line. I'll stick with some of the real games until then. Um Speaking of Louisville, speaking of Notre Dame, speaking of big games last week, I am taking Notre Dame minus two and a half at home against USC. Uh, I don't think USC is anything special, especially defensively. Uh, We saw Arizona kind of expose them. We've seen a lot of teams really put a points on them. Same with Colorado. Um, I mean, USC is obviously super explosive on offense. Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the country, uh, best player in the country, really. But I mean, he needed to be Superman to beat Notre Dame last year. And that was the Notre Dame team that was starting Drew Pine. And this is a Notre Dame team off of a, a brutal loss against Louisville, coming back home, tail end of this tough schedule, chance to get the vibes back. Um, this is why Sam Hartman came to Notre Dame, you know, to, to play in big games like he's going to be playing in Saturday night against uh, USC. So I like Notre Dame. I think they're the better defense. I think they'll have – They'll try to reestablish the run. I think they'll be able to run the ball on on USC. I think they'll be able to hit some shots deep against USC. I don't think USC is all that special. Um, so I'm taking the Irish, minus two and a half. How are you feeling about the game? You feel good? You feel confident? It doesn't matter. Oh. You know what? I like that even better. <laughs> Does it? Do you? Yeah, because of course it matters. It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't it's matter it's for over. the playoff. The season's over for the playoff. Next year, this game matters. Yeah, next year. Are you coming around to, to the 12-team playoff now? I mean, this year. That would be fun if we were still alive, but we're not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think everybody's going to be on their name here, but I I, I feel like you got to be – like it's good to have uh, – is, is, is Ian over there? Is what? 630 at your apartment yet? Is Ian no, at your no. apartment? Okay. He's Ask him. Ask him what he thinks. Six three is retired from gambling. He's retired. He, he 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 likes Notre Dame because he lost money on USC spread last week. He lost money on Notre Dame spread. Yeah, but he 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 actually texted me about Notre Dame already oh, this week. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, because he was won more money on Notre Dame than he's lost it. Gotcha. But that's how the square thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I, I don't know. I, I get this spot. I get the bounce back angle, all this stuff. But uh, and uh, USC's defense is still pretty horrendous. Yep. Having Hartman's big because I think he can keep the team focused. But I mean, last year, right? They had the Ohio State game, and then they lost to Marshall right after that. So hopefully, they can right the ship. We'll see if they actually can. I also the defense is. Definitely way better this year, but it's tired legs, eighth game in a row, seventh game in a row. Uh, it's not exactly the offense you want to get. That's fair. 
that's fair. That's that would be where my concern is. You know, fourth game, fourth like really big game in a row. Yeah, and you've got to face fucking Caleb Williams and Zachary Branch, whatever. I don't know. I hope I hope we win. I hope we win. It would be nice to right the ship here, win out, go to um, a New Year's Six game, and beat an overrated Big Ten team. But I don't think that's going to happen. So I mean, I would be down if that overrated Big Ten team is a uh, you know Michigan, Michigan. I would be completely on board with that. There are oh, very few team teams you will find me rooting for Notre Dame against, like without any, you know, betting angle, right? If we took all, if you took all betting lines out of it, out of commission, would you would you root for no? Who do you normally root for in this game? In which game? Whoever's whoever's Dame, the worst team? Notre Dame USC, like or Notre Dame Michigan? Did we get disconnected? We got disconnected for a second. Yeah, we're getting in the Notre Dame USC game. Who do you normally root for? I don't have an. I don't have a. No, we're back. Team. We're back. We're back. Okay. You know, you normally don't root for him. My internet connection is unstable. I know you gotta. You, is he gone? Can you go she, back in the fucking? She's not gone. She's not gone. Kick her out. Kick her out. <laughs> they don't understand, man. It's brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Um, I would not, I don't, I don't have a rooting interest in Notre Dame USC, probably USC. If I didn't have, if there's no betting purposes, but I bet Notre Dame against USC last year. I know. Betting that, again I, this year. That's why I think you just root for whoever is the uh, worst team. I mean, I don't think Notre Dame's the worst team. Yeah. But like Notre Dame season's over. You want USC season to be over. No, I don't. I just, I think there's value. Yeah, on Notre Dame. This is a crazy take. <laughs> That's what I like. I I always root for like when Texas and Oklahoma play. I root for whoever season is going to be over if they if they lose, knock them out of the playoffs. Mm. You got to root with hate in your heart. I do have a lot of hate. I'm a very hateful guy. I like. I just hopefully Notre Dame covers. I just want them to win. All right, what's your next play? Uh, I have not bet this yet. I think I'm going to wait on this because I think it's going to keep coming down. Okay. I'm going to take Kentucky minus two. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I like Kentucky's defense. I think Missouri's in off of a brutal loss at home last week. Now they got to go to Kentucky. It's going to be a hyped up environment. Kentucky off getting smacked by Georgia. On the road against Georgia, in my opinion, is a much tougher game than at home against LSU. LSU hasn't looked that great this year. I think sharp money people just don't like Kentucky. I mean, if you looked at the how the line moved against who, who against uh, Florida, mm-hmm. right? The the mm-hmm. sharps were really anti Kentucky. I think Leary just hasn't like looked that great. And then they blew him out. Then last week you get the the line was too far adjusted and they're only 14 and a half after Georgia struggled against Auburn. They get blown out. Now it's back and they're only laying two. I bet this closes close to a pick them, but I'm giving it to you now because this is the only time I can give it to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's, they're going to be hyped. They're going to be ready. Stoops is going to have him raring to go. He's facing all this criticism in the media, how he's beat two SEC teams with a winning record in his entire 
yeah, time. I saw that. <laughs> he, he was like, that's not a real stat. But it, <laughs> it is, is a real, real stat. stat. Um, so he's going to be, he's going to be fired up and, um, I think they're going to win and I think they're going to cover. I think, uh, I think they're the better team. I think he's the better coach. And, uh, I like this spot bounce back for Kentucky. I think it's more of a dream crusher spot for Missouri. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, I got, I got nothing here. Um, I think Kentucky's probably the right look, but I don't know. Both teams all have tough losses. I, I I think Missouri might be legit, but I know Kentucky's legit. I don't know. I like Kentucky as a dog, not really as a favorite. Um, so I'm staying away. I got some stinkers in the ACC. Uh, I'm taking Miami plus three and a half at North Carolina. You you like that too? You're gonna you're getting there. I'm going to get there. This is the one that I'm going to bet right now, actually. I mean, here's the thing, right? Miami, and I see the line starting to move down to three in some places. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try and get it right now. Yeah, there there is a three and a half, so we're taking the three and a half. Um, I, like, a lot is being made of what what happened last week, and, like, there's no excuse for it. We talked about it at the beginning of the pod. It is It is one of the most egregious coaching errors of all time. But, like, because of that, we're now in a situation where nobody wants to take Miami. And now we get to see what Miami's made of. I'm a little bit afraid taking Miami here in, like, the sense that it was such a disastrous way to lose that, like, they could, <laughs> the hangover from that loss could be so real. Like, it could just, like, they could come out. I think they could come out extremely flat and get blown out. Like, I think that's on the table. But also, I think... They could come out and if they're not flat and like if they're up for the game, I like Miami plus three and a half. I think they're a better football team than North Carolina. I like the spot for them if that's the case, you know, and I, I think that it could be a really, really tight game. Um, Sorry, I think we're going to find out what Miami's made of. And to be honest, for all of Cristobal's flaws when it comes to um, in-game management, and I think he has plenty. I mean, we saw the way he mismanaged Herbert. We've seen how he's kind of, I don't know. He's, he might be this era's Jimbo. Like he's got some issues when it comes to in-game management. But I think what Cristobal does do extremely well is I think he is a primo motivator. And I think he's going to find a way to get these guys fighting. Um, and I think Miami comes out and plays really well and you know backs against the wall, go on the road, get a big win over UNC. Uh, I could see it happening. I, I agree. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I think he always has a physical team too, and that's – yeah been the issue with UNC is they struggle against physical teams. I think Miami's going to be one of the most physical teams they faced all year. Like besides that, the most physical team they face is App State probably and that went to overtime as a 20 point favorite. Uh so I think they could have some success on the lines of scrimmage. I am a little bit worried <laughs> that just the one thing that I would be worried worried about is that it's such an egregiously bad like coaching decision yeah that that the players may actually like look at this and be like i don't like why would i listen to you like you're a fucking idiot which is what i would do if my coach cost us a game by not by handing the ball off instead of taking a knee 
you like how can you trust any of his coaching decisions ever again? You're just like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, so that that's a little bit of worry, but I I think yeah. that it's the fact that it's on the road is actually helpful in that because they're gonna go into a hostile environment will get you right. And I rem- I forget who was talking about this, but I I I think it was somebody might have been Canal on the cover three. Yeah. And I kind of buy into it about how after you have a big loss or something you you like have a you get upset some like big choke it's good to go on the road because the when you're hearing the opposing fans jeering at you like that's not nearly as bad as if you just choked away a game and you're at home and you hear like the groans good point. when you go down 10-0 to another bad team cuz that's when you're like holy shit we're terrible and you start overthinking everything Versus like you're getting booed. That's like you're in fight or flight mode. That's a good point. Um, I like that actually. You know, you get away from the from the scene of the crime. You know, um, yeah, I'm with you. I like it. Uh, Miami plus three and a half. Well, a little consensus play there. Uh, all right, what else you got? You got anything else? Um, no, those were my tapped? those were my last two. Um, I'm tapped out. I got a couple. G5, I guess, if you want to go. I'll see if I'll come along with them. All right, that sounds good. Uh, I got one last real one before we get to the – I mean, the, the group of five ones are very real. I mean, they are very real <laughs> from a financial standpoint, but they're they're a little messy, a little muddy. Um, I'm taking North Carolina State plus three at Duke. Um, I think North Carolina State – yes, Colin? I thought you were going to be on Duke. I'm not on Duke. I'm on North Carolina State. Interesting. And you texted about Duke, though, earlier, right? I don't think I did. Did I? I don't think I did. I I like NC State. I mean, MJ Morris threw three picks last week in the win over Marshall, but I don't know. I think he's he's got some more life in the program. And I went back and looked at his numbers last year. He was actually pretty good when he played last year. Um, Put up some good numbers in a win over Virginia Tech and Wake. And Duke's off a bye. Sometimes I think the bye is good because, you know, you can get a reset. Sometimes I think the buy is tough because it comes at a time where you, I don't know, maybe you had the momentum and now you're going to come out a little sluggish. And I mean, it's my understanding that like Riley Leonard is expected to play. Um, really? He's day to day. Like there's no, like he's nobody's saying he's out. So I'm, I'm, I made this bet assuming he's going to play. So if he doesn't play, then I'm going to be, um, then, then I'll be even happier. But I think this is a really short line. Nobody wants a piece of NC State here. NC State's been kind of a a, a, a weird team all year, but they played a lot of close games. I I think they're, like, on paper, I, I think they're kind of every bit as good as Duke is. That might be a, a hot take, but, like, they've played, like, an extremely similar schedule. They've both played Notre Dame. Okay. Like, I don't know if NC State might have stayed in that game if there was no, like, kind of delays. Like, maybe. I don't know. I think that was just a weird game. You know, NC State, I thought they should have beaten Louisville. Mm, I mean, they both went to UConn. I, I don't know. Maybe. I might be wrong here, but I think NC you know, the line is basically telling you that NC State and Duke are, are equal on paper, and I, I kind of buy it. Um, and I think NC State goes on the road and wins this game, and I think people are like, what the hell? Like, Duke is still Duke. Um, so... North Carolina State. I mean, there's not much analysis there, but 
That's a that's a play for me. There's something there's something barking at me about that game, and I'm 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 gonna be howling with the wolves. I don't hate it. I thought Leonard was not gonna play. Uh, I think he's I think he's questionable. So I'm assuming if they're not ruling him out, then I'm assuming he's gonna play. Which I think is the, it the is the way if you're gonna bet the opposite side, you have to bet it worst case scenario. Like if like when I made this bet, I looked myself in the mirror and was like, "Hey, are you good taking NC State plus three and a half? I, I had three and a half is the bet I placed, but are you good taking NC State plus three uh, if Riley Leonard plays?" And I said, "Damn right I am. It's MJ Morris season, so right. NC State plus three and a half. Um, all right, it's about to get real or plus three for the pot. It's about to get real stinky. You ready for this?" Yep, let's do it. All right, all three of these stink bombs are in the 330 slate. Okay? All right. Uh, they're actually not in the 330 slate. There are four. Uh, there's there's one at 330, there's one at four, and one at five. I'll start with the one at 330. I'm taking Army. Army plus six at home. Is six still available? No, plus five and a half. Fine. Plus five and a half at home against Troy. Um, Army has been in a lot of close games. They played a really tough schedule. I think they're a pretty good football team. And you got this Troy team that's been in the rigors of the Sun Belt. Now they got to go all the way up to rainy. It's because it's going to be rainy on the Hudson River in, in, in on Saturday in New York. And you got to play this triple option army team. Like I just can't think of a worse like situation for Troy. Um Troy beat him by one last year. It was a low scoring, mucky game. I think it's gonna be very similar. Um, I like Army getting almost a touchdown here. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's a tough ask for Troy to go on the road up to army in the middle of your Sunbelt conference season when you're competing really for a Sunbelt championship and, uh, and win by six or more. Like that just feels like a pretty substantial ask. And so I'm taking army plus five and a half. That's one. That's stink bomb. Number one. Any thoughts? I'm, I'm, I'm coming you're with coming you. There? You like that? I've been thinking about this game actually. Okay. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm there. I'm there. What what else you got for us? Yeah, I got some. It gets even stinkier. That's 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 not even the stinkiest one. It's about to get real stinky. Um, next one is Northern Illinois plus six and a half against Ohio. Uh, I like Curtis Rourke at Ohio, but I also like Rocky Lombardi over at Northern Illinois. And I I don't know why, but I've been hearing a lot of Northern Illinois slander. This Ohio team, I don't know what they've done. They're five and one. They won at San Diego State, who has turned out to be kind of dog shit. They beat Iowa State by three in kind of a weird game, and Iowa State wasn't playing their best. They went on the road and beat Florida Atlantic. I don't think Florida Atlantic's all that special. They beat two other MAC teams. Now they got to go to Northern Illinois. They're five and one. Maction against Northern Illinois. This is a Tuesday night Maction, but it's still Maction nonetheless. This is a Northern Illinois team that's played a tough schedule and is playing better. They beat Boston College on the road. Yeah, they lost four straight games, but they've been getting better. Lost to Tulsa, and Tulsa's pretty solid. Lost at Toledo by two. Toledo's obviously a very explosive team. And then they exploded on Akron. Now they get Ohio at home. I think they're playing better football. I'm taking Northern Illinois plus six and a half. You don't seem as enthused by this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I got no I got no feel on this one. I'm not I'm not I'm not there with you. Uh but I don't I don't hate it. Uh, did Northern Illinois just made a quarterback change, right? Did they? Is, Rocky, is my boy Rocky not starting? I just talked to all this, all this good, all this good juju about Rocky Lombardi. You're telling yeah, maybe, me he's not maybe, starting? Maybe Rocky is starting. Yeah, no, they didn't make a quarterback change. That was fake news. 
They just ran all over. They just ran all ran over. all over him. Ran all over Akron like crazy. Um. All right, my last play. This is the stinkiest of them all. I'm taking. Right. I'm taking winless Nevada. Against... I've already bet this game. Have you? Yeah. Did you take Nevada? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm taking winless Nevada plus nine and a half against one in, against four and one UNLV. This is an in-state rivalry. It's a battle. I don't think Nevada's as bad as the record is. Um, like obviously they're 0 and 5, but I feel like they've played a tough schedule. I mean, how many Mountain West teams have played multiple um like multiple power conference, like multiple top 25 teams and power conference teams? Like, right? I mean, Nevada, Nevada played USC, they played Kansas, they played Fresno State, like I mean, three. I mean, you could three of the teams that they've played are top thirty in the country, you know. And like, yeah, they lost to Idaho by a thousand, you know. But I think they also might have made a quarterback change. I haven't gotten confirmation on it, right? AJ Bianco is the freshman. He's six four. He's put up a lot better numbers than um, the former Colorado guy uh, Lewis, right? Remember um, Brandon Lewis from Colorado during the COVID year? He had a good year for Carl Durrell. What a time COVID was. Um, I think they're making a quarterback change off a of bye. <laughs> yeah. Off a of bye. Now you get your in-state rival UNLV that's flying in at four and one. I think it's going to be a tight game. Like I, I, and I think Nevada could win it. Um, I don't think UNLV's played a hard schedule at all. They beat Hawaii. You know, they lost at Michigan. They beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt stinks. UTEP's not really all that good. So give me Nevada. I think it's going to be a battle. You like that too? You're there. I'm there. Yeah. I already bet it. It was just, um, I, I got it. I, I didn't come up with it by myself. I saw um, Colby ah. on the experience was talking about it. I was like, "That's a that's a great look." So I bet it, but I didn't want to get, I didn't want to give it out. But if you're giving it out, I'm I don't want you to get points and me not. Yeah, it's a uh, it's nasty. It's dirty. That's a grimy one, but I like yeah, that. I, I like that a lot. Um, all right, is that is that our picks? That's our picks. Is there any other game that you wanted to quickly touch on? Any thoughts on because we have hit pretty much every game today, by the way. Colorado State. No thoughts. Plus eight. No thoughts. Um Marshall, Georgia State. No thoughts. UCLA, Oregon State. No thoughts. None on UCLA, Oregon State. I can't. I've got I can't I can't get a good feel on it. I mean DJ played his best game. Yeah, he was Last awesome. Week. Oh my God, was he amazing? Everybody keeps saying that, but I didn't watch it. Was he mobile? He was unbelievable. He wasn't. He made. He made some of the most ridiculous throws. He wasn't mobile, but he just, the throws he made were like, what the fuck? Like he would complete like a forty yard out route on a third down and twelve with a guy in his face, and it's like, how did you just do that? That's like how he looked against Notre Dame. Yeah. If he plays uh, like that, he's a first round pick. Like it was yeah. ridiculous. Um. Well, I mean, if DJ's that good, then I guess I'd lean laying laying him at home with Oregon State. Yeah, I don't I, trust Dante because Oregon State. I don't trust Dante more against a good defense, and Oregon State has a good defense in my. I opinion. don't know if they do, because I don't think Cal is that explosive on offense, and Cal went and scored almost scored forty points on him. You know, so like maybe Oregon State's defense isn't all that good. Like Utah, the, yeah, they shut down Utah's offense, but Utah hasn't scored on anybody. Washington State scored all over Oregon State. Washington State couldn't score on UCLA. It's like, I don't really know if Oregon State's defense is all that good. Just something, yeah. to, something to consider. 
Um, I don't know. I I I haven't bet it. I really don't plan on betting it. Yeah, me neither. Um, that's it. That's our yeah. that's our picks. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Any other games quickly? Um, Indiana plus the points. Nope. Been burned by I, that one time too many. I kind of want to lay them with Memphis or with Tulane. Yeah, I thought about that. Um. Well, we still have a day to think about it. <laughs> and Purdue is interesting against Ohio State at home before they play Penn State. It is. I don't think I'm going to get there, though. I don't really that's trust like Purdue. A, that's like the classic game. It's too bad it's at noon. It's too bad it's not Brom coaching yeah. Purdue. Because Brom would win that game. Yeah, like he did fucking this weekend, that fucking yeah. dick. Um, I'm also very close to betting Arkansas plus 20 and a half. Yeah, I'm not. Every year, every year, Pittman has played Alabama close. Although they've got to be gasping for air with the schedule they're going after. Yeah, I'm. I'm not touching that one. I almost bet on Syracuse again, but I, nope. I haven't. Nope, can't do that. I think they're they're too beat up. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it, I guess. All right, we will be at the Rutgers Michigan State game Saturday at noon. Um... Don't really have anything else to say about that. It'll be wet and rainy, and hopefully we have a good time. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we see an RUW, and we're one window away from bowl eligibility. The, the bowl parlay is still alive, baby. The bowl that Boston College win last week was so massive. All right, Kyle. Here's your here's your card: Stanford plus twelve and a half, Cincinnati minus four and a half, Kansas minus two and a half, Oregon plus three and a half, Virginia Tech minus one, Iowa plus ten. Pitt plus seven and a half, Kentucky minus two, Miami plus three and a half, Army plus five and a half, Nevada plus nine and a half. I've got Stanford plus 12 and a half, Cincinnati minus four and a half, Utah State plus four and a half, TCU minus five and a half, Tennessee minus three, Virginia Tech minus one, Illinois plus 14, South Carolina minus two, Pitt plus seven and a half, Notre Dame minus two and a half, Miami plus three and a half, NC State plus three, Army plus five and a half. Northern Illinois plus six and a half, Nevada plus nine and a half. Consensus plays are Stanford, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Army and Nevada. That's the Hook and Ladder Pod, week seven picks. Colin, peace out. See ya.